We nah, we're, we're in undisclosed location. Undisclosed, mm-hmm. somewhere in the heart of Brooklyn. Somewhere in the heart of Brooklyn, with a view of the Verrazano Bridge. Looks like it's gonna fucking rain again. It does. Yo, yesterday was fucking bananas. As soon as I got back in the house, it came down like fucking crazy. Lightning, all kinds of nonsense. But uh, yo, I'm not gonna say it again though. I'm, I don't introduce nobody. Who am I talking to? <laughs> you elusive, Frank. Too far. The elusive Frank too far. Well, not elusive to me because I see you like fucking three times a week. Yeah, I know. How long have we been trying to do this? Uh, a while. Yeah. A while. The elusive. Yeah, I'm like, yo, man, we sit there and we talk for fucking 20 minutes outside 7 Eleven. It's like, yo, it's a half a podcast. Yeah, I know, exactly. <laughs> like, yeah, this is unscripted. Frank the Governor Molina. Yo. Frank too far. Singer for the band Frank uh, <laughs> Singer for the band Step Too Far And uh Former CBGB's Doorman No? Yeah, doorman Slash Staff person Slash bouncer maybe or no? Yeah I guess Yeah kinda sorta was, but To me it was more like hanging out and getting paid for it but Right See, I didn't know you back then, but I remember you at the door all the time. Yeah, I was one of the assholes that, you know, me and the other guys. You can't come in. They don't fucking let me in, man. See? You can't come in. Yeah, it's one of my regrets. Get in line. Stand in the straight line. Everybody out there drinking 40s and shit back in the day in the 90s. Take it down the block. Yeah. How long did you... the most annoying shit, let me tell you. What? What was? All that shit. Because... All what shit? What working the door? All the shit that no, it was yo, it was fun doing it, but to like sure. instead of letting people hang out and do their thing, right? Which was always how it was back in the day, right? You know, you hang out in front of CBs, you fucking people drinking, smoking, whatever, hanging out. Because I was also part of the scene, the social aspect of it, like just going to the show, right? But socializing with other people, that's how shows got booked. Right. That's how, you know, stuff went on. That's how bands got formed. Yeah. You know, word of mouth, because, you know, this is the days before the fucking cell phones and all that shit. Mm-hmm. You know, you're hanging, you got the crowd outside, and says, oh, boom, I'm booking this, you want to play the show. Everybody's there. Everybody that, that had to be there was there. And, you know, made things happen. People yeah. made things happen. But then, you know... In uh, mid to late nineties, they were like, "Yo, you can't. You don't want nobody hanging out in front." Who was saying the cops that? Who was saying that? Like Hilly was saying that. Well, it was uh, you know Hilly the, man- the management, not necessarily Hilly, but they were being told by the cops because they were fucking jerk offs. Right. That that particular precinct. 
I guess the, the fucking quality of life, night the nightlife shit, they were busting balls. But nobody was really bothering anybody, were they? I'm no, sure. But I'm, I'm sure. sure there's stuff that went down away from the club. Yeah, that came from the club. Possibly, the cops would respond because of a fight or because of whatever, anything like yeah. you know, people pissing around the corner. Yeah, you know, it was the Bowery. It's the fucking it was dirty back then. Skid Row, bro. You know, but around that time they started building up the neighborhood a little bit. This, yeah, you know, so they don't want to see certain things. So now. They're enforcing You can't hang out In front of the club You know They're doing construction Down the block So the sidewalk Is smaller So if you have a line For like a big show That goes around the block Oh I've waited On those lines before You know what I'm saying I gotta tell people Push in Standing you know Single file Because you gotta Clear the sidewalk People are walking by They don't wanna Fucking walk in the street Yeah You felt like You you kind of Probably felt like an asshole I did feel like an asshole And it was like Yo this is why But Yeah you know, I try to be nice about it. Yeah, I remember it was uh, that it was the final at the time. It was the last Agnostic Front show, December twenty third, nineteen ninety two, where they recorded Last Warning. I was on that fucking line, and I got through there, bro. That was fucking bananas. I didn't start work there yet. You didn't start working there yet. I went for that show. I was. But I didn't. I didn't. I'm all over the. Fu- it's my I stupid fucking claim to fame. I'm all over that. All over that CD I didn't layout. Start working until way later because they asked me a few times to work. <clears throat> and I didn't want to work there. I just wasn't. I was like, All right, I don't want to fucking work. When did you start working there? I think it was '95, '96, '97 around that time. Okay. But I started work. They asked me like before, and I started working at Wetlands. Okay. First, they gave me a job because I was busy. Yeah, I was always hanging out in the front. Yeah, I would chill with the bouncers. Some of the bouncers were from the scene, or they knew people from the scene, and they did like a lot of shows. I used to go to all kinds of shows, uh, all like the punk and hardcore shows and ska shows, the reggae shit, even the, some hip hop shows. So Cypress Hill there The first first time they came through New York The Wetlands? Yeah That must have been crazy there. You know what's fucking I saw Nirvana there too I saw Nirvana I saw Nirvana Who the fuck are these guys? Isn't it? Uh, yeah, I saw Nirvana I saw Nirvana probably about This is before they blew up uh, I saw them They were huge And it was probably about six months Before Kurt blew his brains out I saw them Roseland Yeah I didn't see them though. Yeah But you know it's So They offered me a job there So I was like fuck it I Took a little part time working the uh, hardcore shows. They needed help. Yeah, it was fun. It was a good time. Got to see a lot of people I knew. Mm-hmm. And then eventually later, CBS was like, oh, "You want to work?" So I'm like, "Yeah, I guess." Brandon was working there. Brandon. Brandon, yeah, SFA. Yeah, he was there for a long time, wasn't he? Very long time. Yeah, I always see him sitting at that desk as soon as you walked in. He was the man. He was posted, he? Yeah. He 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 booked a lot of the, a lot of shows. Really? Yeah, he did book a lot of shows. And that's another thing too, because when I got into um, booking shows later as a promoter, I did uh, I did a few shows. I learned from like people like Brendan and uh, Tyler King, mm-hmm. Rich Hall. Mm-hmm. You know, they did that thing, and I I watched how they would you know do their shit and fucking yeah. so. And you booked show you book, you booked a bunch of shows at CBs. I did a few shows at CBs, um, CBs proper or CBs like the, in the gallery or in the downstairs. Yeah, you know, depending how big you know whatever. I did I did a lot of knitting factory when I was working there as well because I, I got a 
job there doing the security, and uh, they let me uh, they let me book. Because when Wetlands closed, a lot of the people that went from Wetlands, that uh, Knitting Factory was one of the clubs that they went to. Right. Like half the staff went there. Some other people went up to BB Kings after after uh, two thousand one after nine eleven. Yeah, I was only in BB Kings. So yeah, a lot of people once or twice, ever. I saw sick of those twenty year anniversary show there. Crumb sucker show at, at, at BB Kings was off the chain. When was this though? Shit, this is a long. I don't even time remember the around. year. No, they did when they when they did the reunion. They got back and. I don't even remember the fucking year. I can't remember shit. My, my brain's you burnt, burnt like that. Burnt like I that. remember shit like bro. I just rattled off December twenty third, nineteen ninety two was the. I can't remember that shit. I I don't know how I remember certain shit. I forget what year, but um, you ever take a shit in the toilet bowl at CB's? Um, not in the men's room. No. Nah. Go in the, in the girls' room. At least I got doors there. True. <laughs> That fucking toilet, bro. It's fucking world famous. It is world famous. What the fuck, man? I've I've never personally taken a shit on that toilet bowl, but I've walked in there, and there's some sick fucking twisted bastard sitting up there taking a shit. Probably rat bones. <laughs> I'm sure rat. I'm sure rat bones took a shit on there. With the door open, you know, they didn't have a fucking door. <laughs> Probably rat bones sitting there, and that's thrown and all his glory. Hmm. It's yeah, it's fucking pouring out now. It's all right. We'll bullshit for a little while. Maybe it'll settle up, settle down, whatever you want to say. What's you have any fucking off the top of your head brawls? Any kind of fucking nonsense that's happened at CBs? Involved in this, that, the third? You have to have something. Well, I don't know because you don't have to name names. You can say, "Well, this guy over here did something." I mean, to this there was guy. some shit. A lot of shit went down. I mean, I can go back to the fucking mid eighties, right. to late eighties, shit that I saw. Um, but you know, <laughs> certain events shall be, you know, remain uh, well, yeah. classified because you know. But when they will go down, they will go down. Yeah. It wasn't like a slap here. It was. It would go the fuck down. Mm-hmm. You know, so, and and some of it, some of it, you know, in, in regular scene shit. But then some of it also was like, you know, staff wise. Oh really? Like, yeah. It was like you know, staff would be like brawling. shit would go down, and like, the <laughs> staff awesome. would like everybody would come out from all three parts of the club and just start fucking brawling, jamming in the front. Yeah. Really. That's some dysfunction, bro. And it's and it's always and it was never and it would never happen during hardcore shows. It would rarely happen during punk shows. It was always the dumb rock where the fucking frat boys would show up. Uh-huh. College kids, rich kids, and just fucking act a fucking jerk. Right. It's like and that's yo, fucked up. and they won't take no for an answer. They won't they don't you know, they think they all that, that dad's a cop or dad's or whatever. Whoever the fuck, I don't care. Goodbye. And nah, then shit will go the fuck down. Yeah. They, go, they get their boys and they want to act, they want to bum rush the club and then oh, they got to show them the curb. Brad with the fucking pop collar is going to yeah, go get his a boy. Tell me, the worst shows, the easiest shows for me were hardcore shows and punk shows. Yeah. I knew the faces. I knew the faces. Right. So it was, the job was easier. Right. You know what I'm saying? Pain in the ass was when, uh, when they were doing the smoking ban. You got to be the jerk. You see the puff of smoke in the crowd? Yeah. Oh, and you got to fucking... Don't smoke in the club. 
Oh, God. But you can fucking take a shit in the corner and nobody gives a fuck. You can walk in there with a can of spray you paint. Know, yeah. And fucking vandalize you the whole place. You can shoot up in the corner, too. Mm-hmm. But you can't smoke. You can't smoke. So... <laughs> oh my god! You gotta, yo, yo, my man, you gotta, you can't fucking smoke. You gotta put it out. Oh god! And you yeah. had to be the asshole. Thing was though, when you had those, those regular shows, I call them regular shows. Aside from the from the scene shows, mm-hmm. and get the fucking guy can't smoke there. Yeah, okay. And then you can see the fucking puff of smoke again. Of course. Excuse me. I told you one more time. You're out of here. Next thing you know, it's yank. Fucking oh, ejected. God, you had to be that fucking guy. Or I would send somebody else to do it. Yeah. See, See that guy like, over there? That's his third time. That's his third warning. Get him out of here. Oh, God. But there's people smoking blunts in the bathroom. It's out of sight. It's know. out of sight, right? Especially if, it's, especially if it's somebody you know. It's like, yo, just make it quick, you know? Yeah. You know? Just hurry up. Get the fuck. You put me in the position. But that was the shit because a lot of times it was like, for sure. You know, especially yeah. the hardcore shows. It's yeah, like, it's, you know who it is. It's like, just make it quick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do what you gotta do. Make it quick. Yeah. Fuck. Or the bastards who fucking work in the back door and the fucking <coughs> people bringing in fucking beer, like, you oh, know, God. fucking a case yeah. of beer or some shit. Uh huh. <laughs> there was one, one time, uh, I think it was an AF show. Um. I forgot which one. I fucking it was, love it was the Gnostic Gna- 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 Front in that place is... There's nothing like it. Nothing like it. I've seen them in so many what? venues so many times. They ain't nothing like AF in CBs. It was one of the last shows at CBs with AF, and somebody decided to bring a couple of cases of beer because it was beer that we didn't sell there. Uh, Cans everywhere. So end of the show, and I wasn't in the back. I was in the front. At least you got to try to at least be slick and be like, all right, well, they sell this. Right, let's get bring this well, it in. it didn't fucking matter because it went down anyway. But right. end of the night, they made the, everybody fucking clean that fucking, the back. Like, just, there was shit everywhere. Yeah. Like, clean it up. Fuck. <laughs> I wanted to go hang out. Yeah, no, nah, you're cleaning I shit. I wanted to be a cool guy and go hang and out even if you at the other bar. Even if you clean CBs at the end of the night with the lights on, it probably still look like a shit. Oh, picking up, the, you know, picking up all the fucking cans and bottles. And I know. Fuck those, mm-hmm. You know. But I, I was laughing the whole time because I could just imagine what was going on. Oh, um, sure. You know. When did... What band... Were you in any other bands before Step Too Far? No. That's it. Straight up. 26 years, 27 now, I guess, but we've been on we've been on hold for a minute. You were one of the bands that played my first ever show. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I remember. Uh, yeah. It's one of our last shows, I think it was. Well, that was like two and a half years ago. Three, yeah, almost, almost three, three years, years ago. ago, yeah. That was, that was, that was, it was a good show, too. For the first one, it wasn't bad. No. It, who was that? It was, uh, I don't remember the first band. And then it was uh, Full Scale Riot. Um, what was uh, Sick of the Most? Stuck Too Far. Caught in a Trap. Urban Waste. And Boys from Staten Island. Um, the Breed Pot. No, the other one. Hmm. Reason enough. Reason enough. That's yes. right. Yeah, yeah, that was the first one. It was good though, man. And I had no idea that there was gonna be a, a number two or like I wound up doing like twenty eight shows or some shit like that. Well, it was a good venue for that. In the course, it was of, good. It was fun. It was fun. But hey, 
all good things come to an end. Now I podcast and I shoot the shit in undisclosed locations with random people. Yeah, I gotta keep it mobile. That's it, man. Like pirate radio type. Of pirate thing. radio. I got my little device here. My father's a gift. I gift it to myself. And now I walk around and I do shit. You know, I get out of work and I walk across the street and, <laughs> and this is what we do. So what's the deal with Step Too Far? Talk about it, Frank. Oh, Jesus Christ. I try to avoid it, but... I know. Well, listen. You... All right. Well, Gio, my bassist, plays in uh, None Above All. Right. And they're doing pretty well. And They just recently played, where was it, the Knitting Factory with... They play a lot. Uh, they No, they just recently played like two months ago with um, Done Deal from Philly and Inhuman and Shiatera. Didn't they play Philly too? Some festival? Not not this is all. Oh, none of all? Yeah, I, I think don't they know. did. I don't remember. But, nah, they've been doing a lot of stuff. And, um, you know, he's keeping busy with that. Right. He fills in on bass sometimes. His girl's got a band, Necrotic Society. So sometimes he fills in on that band. Or this other band, Heckler. My friend uh, Megan's band. That His his wife is the, the drummer in that band as well. Okay. So, he keeps busy. It's 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 me. It's mostly me. It's mostly you. Why? I don't have my head around it right now. It's just I needed to t- step back and take a break. It was just a bit much. All right. You well, know. all right. I'm, I'm dealing with baggage in the band. I'm dealing with issues in the band. And so I'm like, you know what? I got a lot of things going on with work, my health, and fucking other things. That was DJing at Autos too for a minute. 16 years, actually. And um, Was it DJ Frank Too Far? Uh, the governor. It was a, that was the moniker. <laughs> somebody somebody started calling me that a while back. And Why? Because you say you're the governor of New York. No, you know everybody. Because I, I knew I knew it. Yeah, I know a lot of you people. Know I get around, you know. I can't help it. Yeah, I shake, can't help it. Shake hands, kiss babies. Shake babies, kiss hands. I don't know. There you go. But um, maybe, so some, maybe not somebody started that. fucking around. You know, hey, hello, governor. It was nice. So it was kind of eh, it stuck. People kinda started stuck. calling me the governor. So I was like, fuck it, I'll use that. But I never considered myself a DJ, per se, because I wasn't a record collector. A lot of these record collectors are DJs. Right. You know, that's now everybody game. with a fucking CD and a little thing could be a DJ. Well, yeah. I mean, I was I would play music. I, that's how I would say. I'm not a... I don't DJ at this jockey. I'm a fucking... I play music. Right. I started doing um, this thing called the Tiki Boy Social Club in 2001. Okay. Um... With uh, our friends in the Rumblers, the Rumblers Car Club, Rogers Car Club. Yeah. And um, some of the guys... That's Roger from Agnostic Front's Car Club, the Rumblers. Yeah. And uh, we... Uh, some of the guys used to hang out at Union Pool on Rockabilly Nights or whatever. So we used to start... Um, we started we started throwing parties, like somebody's birthday or whatever. And we had a couple guys in the, band, in the group that actually DJed. So we started putting parties together. And then from parties, we started booking shows under the Tiki Boys flag. So, um, and we would do stuff with the Rumblers uh, as far as events. Like when they do the car shows, we do, I would help, we would help with the pre-show. And um, so sometimes if we didn't have a DJ proper to do the stuff, I would do it, you know. I had my laptop and... Uh, Everything I had either on vinyl or on CD, I freaking burned and whatever. Now it's that. Right. So, and then I started doing the parties at, at Auto Shrunken Head. 
in Manhattan. There's a tiki bar that, that used to be pharmacy, pharmacy bar. They used to have a couple of hardcore shows every once in a blue in there. They still do? I saw Old York in there it's one It's kind of stupid, though, because... There's no stage. No, this is like a little... A little lip. A little, a little, yeah. But it's actually not that bad. But here's the fucking problem. When it was time for my band to fucking play, and I was, I'm, the, I'm one of the DJs. I had a monthly thing going on. All of a sudden, I was like, you know, I'm gonna book. Uh, uh, it was our, I think it was our tenth uh, anniversary show. All of a sudden, I gotta have extra security. They didn't want fucking dancing. When the fuck? How the fuck? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But there was you dancing. You do all the shows. You have other hardcore shows. Right. And fucking whatever, and then oh, we're gonna do our thing. And it was like three bands. It was like just yeah, friends not, of ours. Yeah. We were just jamming. It was on our night. All of a sudden, I got we got extra security and fucking no dancing. They didn't want nobody moshing it up, breaking a tiki statue or some shit. That's fucking ridiculous. I was like, you're fucking joking, man. There's videos on YouTube about that shit. I think the kid filmed filmed it or, or somebody. I was like annoyed. And wait, did you you did the show? We did the show, but it was corny because no. But it wasn't corny. I mean, you know, people came out and it was it was good. But they like when we were on, they like they didn't want people fucking mixing it up. And I'm like, what's the point? What's the what's the point of having other shows and then you don't have that that same thing? So, right. Like, whatever. It's one of the many things that went on during our our life uh, as a band that autos band, yeah, <laughs> or in general, just like weird shit like that. Like, when did you start the band? What year did what? How did it all come? To light Whose idea was it Where were you What's the deal Like yeah Let's start a band And blah 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 Like around 91 I came back from From the Gulf I was in uh, Doing my duty For Uncle Sam You were in Kuwait Yeah Okay Saudi Arabia actually Desert Storm Yeah One Yeah First go four right. So Um It was really like Nothing happening Like that much I think this is around the time that CDs kind of stopped doing their matinees. Yeah, 91. Well, at, the, at that, time, that time, wasn't it kind of getting extra violent at that time frame? It was always violent. It was always violent. <laughs> it depends but, on how you uh, how but, you look at it and what part of the, what right. part of the you know. But there was some shit that was going zone down. You were from, right. right. How close to the impact zone you were. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? But... Um, so I'm like, well, I wanted to do fucking something. Like, I wanted to, you know, fucking do a band. Because there's hardly, some bands had broken up, or some bands kind of, like, took a break. Yeah. You know, there wasn't too much going on. The right. scene had sort of moved. ABC No Rio started doing their thing at, around that time. Right. And, and, so we, we started playing, like, on the Acme, and, um... Space and Chase and fucking some other spots on like up and down Broadway, whatever. Small shows, and um, we played with like a lot of bands from the Bronx. So around '92, we started the band. I came up with the idea in, like end of '91. We started putting things together. I used to work for a, a part time for a messenger company, and uh, one of the you're riding bikes around the city like a psychopath. I used, to ride, my skateboard. I used to ride my skateboard. Around That's the even more fucking. To collect the tokens, I used to collect the tokens and ride my skateboard everywhere. No shit. Yeah. <laughs> good fucking zip zip. 
hang out, you know, talk to the receptionist, <laughs> you know. But one of the one of the bikers was uh, was this Brazilian kid that I met. That he was into like you know, he was a skater and he was into bikes and fucking he was from Brazil and he was into hardcore and hard music and shit. So we were talking and shit. I'm like, yeah, we should start a band. He was a drummer. It's like, yeah, that's a good idea. I don't know. I knew a couple of people here and there. So, little by little, we just put stuff together. We knew we knew some some kids, uh, fucking friends of mine that that were in the scene that fucking played instruments, barely. <laughs> oh, trust me, none of us were in a band before. Oh. <laughs> Dude, it took a while. It took a long time to get it get it straight, get it right. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, Maybe a lot of trial and error shit. But there's a lot of bands that can barely play their instruments, but somehow they just make it work, you know. But it always takes that one person that's like, "Yo, you guys sound pretty good." I'm like, "Really?" Yeah. It's that one person that's like, "Yo, you guys are dope." Yo, that's a sick fucking riff. Dude, and then next thing you know, it's good. like, "Oh shit, we're on to something." Yeah, let's try this now. Next time. <laughs> well, you used to have two singers. It was I was I I, I had no intent of being the 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 front, front man. man front person whatever um so it's another cat that that sang for a while for the first few shows and I was like the you know the backup you like man, the hype man the hype man like nice. flavor flavor shit nice I was the hype man and um trying to, you know you're trying to find the sound what, what what kind of style you're gonna play is it gonna be old school is it gonna be like metalcore like a rap core, whatever the fuck kind of core, Apple core. Uh-huh. So Apple core, Apple core. Um. So it was at first it was a mix of different things. Everybody was into all kinds of shit, right? You know, between oi and punk and fucking old school hardcore and the new chugga chugga shit and the fucking you know skate rock or whatever you want to call it and. um Oh, we're just trying to create something, come up with something. It was fun. You uh, know? That's the whole Started point. learning how to write songs, you know, how to, you know, do lyrics and fucking, the guys would, you know, somehow come up with a, a melody and a fucking, you know. It worked out for a while, and then it just progressed from there. What was the first thing you put out? When I mean, you put out a demo. <laughs> In 95, we finally put out a demo. That was pretty funny. The dr- the who was late? The drummer got lost. He's a fucking bike messenger. He got <laughs> lost. <laughs> fucking dick. He got the Brazilian lost. bike messenger. The Brazilian bike messenger. He's fucking. <laughs> oh Jesus. Anyway, Giuliano Saben, what's up, my bro? <laughs> and he, he gets lost. What? He got lost. Going to record the so, demo. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> Gio, which uh, he joined the band in like '94. Okay. He was in, he was in a, he was in another band. He was a drummer in another band, and my guitarist at the time, uh, Andre De Palma, he. We went to a show at, at uh, Bond Street Cafe, and um, saw this band play. And this guy was singing. He was the drummer. He had a couple of songs. He was singing. He had a good voice. I said, "Yo, you should you should fucking sing or whatever." Da, da, da. Ends up he was friends with a lot of my boys from uptown. So I ran into him at a at a at a gathering up up in Washington Heights because that's where he's from. He's Dominican, and he's from the Heights. So I was like, "Yo," started talking. I was like, "I don't know." Something came out like I needed to find a bassist, and whatever. And he was like, "Yo, I can play bass, whatever." Da da da. And then uh, I was like, "Yo." One thing led to another. He, he joined the band, and he assumed um, co-writing duties with me as far as music and, and lyrics. 
So he took over the day that we did the demo. He took over on drums because that's what he played originally. And my guitarist played the bass, and then we added guitars later, and that was it. It was the three of us. We recorded the demo, and it came out all right. It was, what was the name of it? It was uh, the demo. It's a demo, 95. Just demo 95. I, I, got a, I got a picture somewhere. I, I post it sometimes on uh, Instagram or on Facebook. Yeah. Demo 95. Is, is that any... Did, did you guys or did you or whatever ever, like, digitally fucking do it and put it up, up on, like, the internet and shit? Can someone find that and listen to it? It might be on YouTube. Because I found some shit on YouTube that I'm like... Oh, that you didn't even have any idea that it was even yeah, there. People had posted stuff up. So the demo might be on YouTube. Um... I never, I never bothered looking. Somebody <laughs> somewhere even... has a copy of the demo, and they, they every now and then they'll post a picture. You know who has a copy of the demo? Chucky from Chucky Brown. Chucky he has Brown. fucking he's, everything. He's that got kid. he's he's like an archive. He's got dude. I know mad shit going back. I like know. I see twenty five his... years or something. He has mad. Now he got the new shit. band. I got the new band now. He's who got, has? Uh, oh, uh, Chucky. Ch- Crazy Eddie. Crazy Eddie. Yeah. He's always been into that suicidal style. That's his thing, you know, the cholo fucking... Well, and Crazy Eddie, it's like, if you don't know where the reference is from, you're not a true true New Yorker from the early mid-90s. I know all about Crazy Eddie. I don't want to remember. You don't want to remember? You know about Crazy Eddie. 116th and Lennox, my man. Fucking crazy. It was a spot on 110th, too. I knew the 116th and Lennox. Uh, I don't know. A certain hardcore person took me up there. Oh, yeah? Of course. And then the next thing you know, I'm going up there by myself at fucking two o'clock in the morning, hanging out with on the A train, hanging out with the bees. Fucking yo, I gotta make a stop. Yeah. And fucking where we going? Going up town. Uh huh. How do you go? Step two four demo nineteen eighty five. Nice. Send that to me. Mm-hmm. I'll make a five fuck. songs. None of them. I think one that we started playing towards the end again. Everything else we haven't fucking played in forever. Nice, but yeah, you know, we we, we tried our hands at a, at a few things. I forgot how many tracks it was. That was and when you came out with a full length, live track. Well, was it was no, it a full length? It was an EP. We, no, we did we did a lot of compilations, right? And um, we did um, we did a split, a four way split, like around '97. We did a four way split with uh, Indecision. Oh, I um, still love that band. Indecision and uh, two bands from Bogota, Colombia, and uh, two bands from Bogota, Colombia. Yeah, it was New remember? York City, Bogota Threat. It was a band called Zona Cero, which means Zero Zone. And um, damn, I was just gonna say the name. That the Bogota Boys. Um, <laughs> Exigencia. And what does that mean? I don't know I forget my, my Spanish is a little off <laughs> Alright Like urgency or something like that. <coughs> yeah. So anyway You did a four way split with them Yeah that was pretty That was pretty fun that, And there's an interview on the thing What was Judgment Day me, on? The dude called me from Colombia And we did an interview over the phone Oh no shit Yeah I was living in Astoria at the time I remember You know fucking I'm on the phone long distance I'm like yo what's up <laughs> Talk some shit in Spanish are you going to do anything? Well, obviously, you already said this. Like it's pretty much you who's holding everything back and shit. But is it going to be a step too far resurgence? I think so. It's just... Well, what Well, what year would it be? What, what year would, like, your 25th year anniversary be? It's got to be soon. It happened already, the 25th anniversary. 
It already happened. So on the, we're on like going on twenty seven next year. We're in the twenty six now. Alright, so you gotta so do why I said we should have done so do, so do something like fucking oddball. Do like a twenty seven year anniversary. Twenty seven and a half. Yeah. Why not? Uh, Maybe I'll get back into the book and the show game if you do it. I just like I said I needed a break. It was just a lot, you know. It happens from time to time. I guess people need to take a step back. Well, sometimes you do. I mean, other things. I mean, like you said, this this shit, it's supposed to be fun. Well, that's the thing. It wasn't fun. It, 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 Once it, it got it, yeah. to a point where it just wasn't fun anymore. Right. More of a pain in the ass than anything. Right. And I love hardcore. Of I'm course. all no. about hardcore. And I know. But sometimes, know, some, sometimes you know, things just happen. Just when you think you might want to turn your back on, and it's like, yeah, you fucking can't. You can't. It's if you're in, in you're in. It's in the blood. It's, it's true. It's in the blood. Because there's been things know. that's gone on over the years since I stepped my foot into this shit that's gone on with you me hear, and you, people and this you and hear that. You a tune, you come across a fucking, on your, on your fucking, and I still come on your back. shuffle there, you hear a tune, like, sick of it all, some fucking, yeah. Crow mags or, or fucking yeah, something it, that that'll trigger a memory. I'm like, oh damn, man. yeah, being on stage or I missed being at a show. Yeah, well, that kind of happened to me too. It was like I probably touched on this on on previous episodes, but for you know, from like ninety, the end of eighty nine to ninety, all the way through, I'm gonna say until about ninety. I'm gonna say 95 I was all in And then I joined the military In 96 So How close am I? You know what I mean? Yeah Do I still listen to it? Yeah But as far as going to shows You know I'm in boot camp I'm in tech school I'm in fucking New Mexico On a fucking base what the, fuck, what the fuck hardcore scene is in Clovis, New Mexico? The whole entire fucking city runs on the Air Force Base being there. Albuquerque has a good scene. Yeah, but it was, like, it was like six and a half hour drive one way. Albuquerque would have been dope, but it was the opposite side. I was all the way on the border right by Texas. Albuquerque is the opposite well, side of the state. Well, the major hub in Texas? Probably uh, Lubbock. I don't know if there was a scene in Lubbock. There ain't no fucking hardcore scene in Lubbock, Texas, bro. Not in 1996. Probably not. No. So, I'm like, all right, what the fuck? So, I started listening. Well, not that I and never... And we were getting into Marion Manson at that time over there. Everybody was all into that shit, and I couldn't take it. So, I was listening to fucking... I was listening to fuck a lot of fucking hip-hop. I was listening to a lot of J. Root of Damage, a gang star, all this fucking shit. Wu-Tang. All those solo Wu-Tang records were coming out. So, I was all in. So, then... Once I get thrown out of the service, I'm still basically. I met my ex girlfriend, this and that. So I'm partying like crazy. I really wasn't wasn't really going to shows because I was just involved in all the shit. And then it was like, I think I was walking down the street, and it was like one of the only times that I was ever in Coney Island High because the the lifespan of Coney Island High was the entire time I was in the service. So I walked past. And I just so I guess it was a Sunday or something. I don't even remember, but it was in the middle of the day. It was early. I look on the fucking thing, and Leeway was playing. I was like, "No fucking shit." Well, hello again. Yeah. And I walked in there, and I fucking saw Leeway play, and I'm like, "That's it. I'm wrapped up." And then I'm wrapped up all over again, like I never left. And then there was one night. I think I might have said this also, but who the fuck knows at this point? Sixty whatever episodes in. It was one night, it was me, my friend Danny, my friend James, and probably three other people in the truck. He used to drive an 84 Bronco, shit brown, right? 
We were driving through the city. We are all about to go hang out and go wherever in the city. We passed the fucking limelight. There's a fucking million people out there. And it looks like my kind of people. Our kind of people. Who's playing? Sick of it all. Of course. It was like 95... I fucking I, I rolled the window down And I don't know who it was I was like Yo who's playing tonight And he was like Sick of it all Bro right so there Doing the rock and roll church Over there or something Yeah, yeah. bro So I, t- I Everybody in the whole truck I'm like yo yo, I mean, It must have been a dick move But I was like Cause they weren't into hardcore So I was like yo Have a good night I'll take you know, Just take it easy I fucking got right out of the truck They went off to wherever Solo Sick of it all at the limelight Had the greatest fucking time ever I was like Yo fuck that Drop of a hat Fucking peace I'm fucking going to sick fucking banging for shows Because it was He didn't want to be In the in the pit area And watching the band Because it was around It's my favorite you know, club you ever You go hide somewhere Like around the corner Picking up a girl Fucking It's my favorite you know, club That the, ever existed fellas Smoking some fucking Yeah shit. smoking some Eddie Eddie. I, I used to on purpose. I used to on purpose. I would be like, yo, I'm going to go run laps. And I used to smoke and I used to get myself sparkles. lost. Mm-hmm. I used to get lost in there. But it was my favorite club ever. Dude, it, smells, it tastes like peppermint. What is this? Uh huh. Smells like peppermint. It smells like fucking rocket fuel. What is this? Yeah. Oh, uh, well, you'll find out fucking quick. It happened quite a few times. Oh, fuck yeah. So. I, the limelight was my fucking It's my favorite club Like Drew Stone did like The ten questions with me And Of course You know The first thing Being a New Yorker You think Alright well Seabees Of course Cause it was The spot But Not even hardcore related it Was fucking Sunday rock and roll church Fucking limelight Bananas Eat a handful of acid And go be on the trains On Monday morning Going home With the rush hour traffic yeah. Be fucking crazy we would just go, we, bro, we would leave fucking Brooklyn at like 10 o'clock at night. And we would wind up at the limelight 11 o'clock, 11.30. That's, that, that we're just starting to go out now. No one does that shit no more. No. The show started late too back in the, the day. show started late. Start. I saw great bands at the fucking limelight. It, by accident, not even knowing no. who was playing. I would just go there just to go hang out and get fucking crazy. Band, first band would be on like 11 or some shit like that. Sometimes. Yeah, like 11 o'clock, first band. And I'm like, you got time to go fucking make your rounds and then yeah. pick up some stuff and do some stuff. And yeah. Then show up at the show with the fellas and the gals. And, and, and fucking... Do then it up and then next thing you know, it's fucking 5 in the morning. Like, yo. And everybody is online at the fucking kebabs fucking... Let's go just, get breakfast somewhere. That, that's it. And you get thrown out of places because people are still whacked out. Dine and dash at the fucking the <laughs> the dine over there. The dine and dash. Dine and dash. Uh huh. Yeah, we did a lot of that. Of course, we all did. Either that or the fucking. I was in a Seven Eleven. It was some convenience store that was on the corner over there, um, at the end of A Street, across the street. All right. Before going into the West Village, okay, there was a big convenience store. We used to hit that spot and just like 
bum rush it and then take whatever the, whatever goods we had and take them to Washington Square in the morning. It's like uh-huh. five, six in the morning. Sun's yeah. coming up. Meeting cereal out of the box with a <laughs> gallon of milk poured in there. <laughs> Fucked up. Like yo, this cereal is banging. Yeah. You know, oh, motherfuckers are just racking up forties, still drinking forties and shit. And the pass, everybody passing out on the fucking on the, on the park before shit. the cops come and clear. All right, gotta move. Oh my oh, god. Good morning, Asafah. Uh huh. It was good times though, yeah, man. I go jump on the trains and then start again the next night. That's it. It was. It was no use. I can't I do that shit no more. No, no way. I used to go on fucking crazy benders, bro. We would leave the fucking limelight, and sometimes I would have to be in work at seven a.m. on Monday. I'm leaving the limelight at five o'clock in the morning after drinking from the fucking afternoon. And then doing whatever the fuck I was doing. That's why I was still awake at 5 o'clock in the morning. Get on a Sunday morning fucking train to go back to Sheepshead Bay. To go right to work at 7 o'clock in the morning and work until 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Well, I remember matinees, you know, the matinees would end around 6, 7, 8 o'clock, I think, sometimes. Yeah. And then you're hanging out talking to whoever till fucking like 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock. I'm saying, yo, fuck, I got to go home. I got to go to school tomorrow or some yeah. shit. Yeah. Monday morning and then or later on hanging out fucking drinking or going to another spot to fucking uh-huh. finish up the night next thing the sun's up gotta go to work fuck yeah fuck you know? crazy go home fucking take a nap for like a half hour shower and then go to work yeah. and then go out maybe again that night yeah I tried to regulate that shit Mondays and Tuesdays were days off Mondays and Tuesdays would dry out and fucking dry out and then start doing Wednesday night from Wednesday on yeah until Sunday you know, or whatever Because there hour. was always something going on Of course You know We uh, Some of us used to go to the Couple house clubs Do it house up at the house clubs. Yeah Because <laughs> You're gonna laugh <laughs> But Nah We shit to do We fucking score Fucking shit Yeah Pick up girls You know Oh you guys are into Some weird stuff Or whatever so, right. Yeah we're into weird stuff You yeah, know of course, rock yeah. Whatever this and that and uh, uh, we used to go to this one club in particular, the Red Zone. The Red Zone. It was on 54th Street. Oh, I'm thinking of the Red in, Spot. In, Hell, in, uh, in Hell's Kitchen. I was never there. Red Spot was at, no, in Staten Island. This is called the Red Zone. It was, uh, it was you know, it was mostly house and hip hop and shit, whatever. But, okay. You know, these were days not there was no punk rock or hardcore going on. So Wednesday nights, you know, they would do a thing, open bar. It's like, sure, why not? Yeah. Because what happened was, I think it was this kid, this kid Dave that used to, the skinhead kid that used to go there. And the owner of the Red Zone, Steve Lewis, was um, used to run a couple other clubs. And he, he was getting mugged. So him and a couple other skinhead dudes that were you know, friends chased the muggers off, you know, yeah. beat them down, took the, the shit back, and gave him back his wallet and all the cash. Said, yo, you guys know what clubs I'm at. Anytime you guys want to come through, you bring your friends. There you go. You get in for free. Don't worry about it. That's lovely. So next thing you know, <laughs> you know like 20 skinheads meeting on the corner. And like from different crews, everybody's like, yo, look, we're going to fucking the club for free. Yeah. The whole fucking. You get there for open bar. Don't tip. Fucking everybody's smoking. Scumbag. Weed, dust. Everybody's in the back. Nine o'clock. We're fucking ganging up. Meanwhile, in the winter, all these house kids with no jackets and fucking all the club kids uh-huh. freezing. And it's like an army of skinheads marching into the club and shit. <laughs> and next thing you know, you know, 
repeating it a couple of times uh, a week, and then and then oh, it's a weekend already. Let's uh-huh. punk rock, reggae, hardcore, whatever. You know? And like the dope thing about the fucking limelight was it, it was just. Like Lee, I see. I saw Leeway there. I saw my, I saw Testament there. I saw so many bands there, but nine out of ten of them, it was like by accident. Like I didn't even know who was playing. I would just go there regardless, and then oh oh shit, fucking why is this place more packed than usual? Because it was always packed at that. Like ninety two to ninety five, every Sunday that shit was fucking crazy. I saw Fear there on the on the Sunday. Oh, oh no shit! Fear, I, oh, they, I mean, it was there was bands that like. And it's like I walk in And it's probably like Who the fuck is playing today? Oh, Testament And it's like They're practice what you preach Fucking tour Or souls of So they were huge It's like Not that I'm really big Yeah, whatever They were like Whatever saw, but, but crazy I saw some wag show There one time I was um, You know, I like I like other music Bro, too, I saw the Dangerous Toys there I saw My Life with the Thrill Kill Cult Oh It was your right? favorite? It was your no, favorite? No, It was a, a girlfriend This chick wanted to go So I got right, let's go and uh, I went because like my boys were selling, so I was like, yeah, right. hang out. At least I got friends I could chill with, you know. Right. Fucking horrible show, man. But what the good thing about about the limelight was, uh, you didn't have to fucking stay in that exactly. main fucking room. I would go right through the fucking tunnel and go right to the shampoo room. I'd be like, yo, I'll be back. I'll be back. I go to the and shampoo like, room and have an out of body experience. My boy's selling, he's fucking... selling in one of the other rooms. Be like, yo, look, what's up? You know, fucking... Yeah. Start kicking it and then come back. Yo, you alright? You good? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go get drinks. I'll be back. And then fucking <laughs> Yeah. No, it's a million times. Like fuck. if I wasn't into it, I wasn't gonna fucking watch the band. It was yeah. a horrible show. Yeah, no, same here. It's like oh fuck this band, I'm gonna go in there and fucking bug out because And yeah. I'm a fan of ministry and I'm a fan of like uh I'm a fan of ministry. You know, all those I've bands, always been all a fan those of bands, industrial bands and stuff that came out like uh early nineties. Like Fear Factory and Skinny Puppy. Oh, skinny puppy, but like Godflesh. Uh, yeah, I'm not a big Godflesh fan. That with that one red, that street cleaner record is great. Um, always been a fan of Ministry, always. But the other even than the new wave shit, even the, like the electronic, like, the early, early, early the stuff. First album, like with the synthesizer. No, not really. <laughs> no, from like from I like, like it, but from like the land the, of rape weird. and honey, and and you know, uh, just in case you didn't feel like showing up, land of rape and honey. You know, it's kind of weird. Like you got a band that starts off like all synth, like the Pesh Mode style, and then fucking go into like with like love songs and shit, whatever. Like doo 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 yeah. And then fucking next thing you know, it's all like fucking banging cans and fucking. Oh, bro! Like that real grand, Bl- that real grand blood record that came that that ministry, the 2007 real grand blood. That fucking record is ridiculous, bro. Well, it's, it's Al Jorgensen, the Cuban from Chicago. He's crazy. Bananas. Bad shit. And he's still doing shit. Still, to this day, good for him. But I got nothing against Ministry. I like that band. You know what's fucked up though? I never seen them live. Nah, I never seen them live. Bananas live. I'm sure they are because I didn't go to the first Lollapalooza. They played the first Lollapalooza, right? It was like them, Ice Cube, Jane's Addiction. I didn't see that one. I think I was at the second one. You want to see a fucked up show? Ninety three. Because I I don't like. I told you I don't. Like, I'm not big on festivals. Like I did nah. I did Warp Tour a couple times Never did one And I did um, The Guinness Fla Which is like this Irish fest With like all these bands Which is actually pretty dope Because like You get to see Shane McGowan Stand on stage And like Immobile Okay um, <laughs> And shit like that But Elvis Costello played one Yeah so 
Um, I'm not big on like big crowd. I don't know. It's just something about big festivals. You can't, just get, things get lost in the mix, and I don't know. Unless you're playing one and you're working the thing, right? And you're backstage and you're fucking doing your the shit. The only festival that backstage I'm shit at Warped Tour is bananas. Is it? Yeah. I'm. Tr- I've never been to I one Warped Tour show it. ever. The only fest that I go to and I'll go next year and I've been going is this is hardcore. That's what I do. It's my four day met fucking max fucking mandatory vacation. Like multiple stages and all that kind of shit. No, it's, it's kinda, just one kinda, stage. No, I'm not saying that, but I'm saying like these these music festivals are kinda you know Yeah. I went to I went to Lollapalooza ninety three. Which was bananas. I'm a crotchety old man when it comes to all that shit. Well, this was 93. You weren't yeah. old, and neither was I. I was fucking, what was I, you know, I was fucking young. But Lollapalooza 93 was bananas. I was on a lot of acid. It was crazy. Primus played, and they did the fucking, they did the fucking, uh... I thought those festivals were cool because they mixed stuff up. Yeah. Different genres. And oh, yeah, that. dude. It was like George Clinton, and then after that was like Alice in Chains. Which is cool because you exposed... Tribe Called Quest and fucking Primus. Other music. Yeah. You know, a lot of kids got into hip-hop because of it being exposed to certain, like, at festivals, like, certain types of shit. Beastie Boys were successful with that kind of stuff. Beastie Boys played Lollapalooza in 94 at yeah. Randall's Island, and I was there. It was like, it was, bro, it was like the Breeders, fucking uh, Beastie Boys, Smashing Pumpkins. Like, it was crazy. And there's Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds. The one Social Distortion was on Social Distortion, and I think it was The Descendants... And like a bunch of other bands. That must have been like the because I only I went think to the Boston Marvel. Souls were on there, and I think the Boston's were on there. Yeah, shit like that, which was you know it was cool, but it's just yeah, fucking. And then I went to Woodstock '99, which was but fucking fun. I saw I saw it on I think on MTV or whatever they they broadcast that shit. That shit was ill. Woodstock '99. Yeah. Bro, it was fucking nuts I saw it on TV I was like, what the fuck I had such Bro, it was like One of the greatest times ever A fucked up show I went to It was kind of weird But I was like Fuck it It was at Radio City Music Hall I think it was in 92 I never stepped 92, foot in that 93. place Love that place I never stepped foot in it Um It was uh It was Gang of Four It was Warrior Soul Gang of Four Warrior Soul Warrior Soul Gang of Four Public Enemy and Sisters of Mercy. Sick. Public Enemy and Warrior Soul. I'm, I'm there. Public Enemy, Sisters of Mercy. That was just like I, I loved them both, and I was like, "Well, this is kind of weird." Yeah, this ought to be interesting. It was, but at Radio City Music Hall too. On top of that, yeah, it's all seats. It's like you know, yeah, it's weird. You get if you lucky, you get up front by the stage. It's, it's open. You could stand there, but it was kind of weird. But it was entertaining and it was interesting. And yeah, I give them props. For, for you know being open to do something like that yeah but um Radio City I saw a restored version of the Blues Brothers and they have a humongous screen I think it's the biggest screen in New York oh yeah and no, uh, a restored yeah. version of, of Blues Brothers really John Belushi Dan Aykroyd fucking awesome time and you sat there and you watched it on the road fucking animals and just drinking fucking drinking shit and fucking Laughing my ass off from the movie and just enjoying the music. Yeah, you know. But um, I saw a couple of shows there, like non, like regular shows. I've never been there. So. I saw Susie and the Banshees there. I saw Ministry, not Ministry, uh, the Mission UK there. You know. Yes, I like 
New Wave and Goth and shit like that. Listen, I ain't mad at that. Whatever you fucking like, you like, man. I don't give a fuck. You know I used I mean? to go to clubs like that and go pick up girls. He's always about picking up girls. <laughs> you know, the shit was fun. You can't be banging around with dudes all the time, fucking shirtless at, in the pit. It happens a lot, though. Yeah, no. It happens a lot. I was just doing that fucking two weeks ago. You know, I need to fucking. You gotta be around some chicks, man. Some girls. <laughs> you know? When are we gonna see Step Too Far play fucking Radio City know. music? Yeah, right, Radio City. Why not? That'll be the day. Acoustic. Acoustic, yeah, why we not? doing acoustic fucking laid back jazz set. You know? <laughs> nice. Oh, um, yeah, right. Why not? Um. <laughs> fucking, uh. I don't know. We're, we're, I'm getting around to it, you know. Um, Get back in the fucking studio. You need a second singer? I'll be a second no, singer. I, I need to fucking. I need to go in there and enjoy the shit. Fucking. Why? What are you saying? That you won't enjoy it if I was the second singer? Not you. Just saying. <laughs> I don't know, the band. Yeah, we, we, we'll we'll pick up the pieces and see and see where we're at. You know, like I said, it's a lot of it has to do you know, my health. I, I was concerned and just not. You know, I don't have my head wrapped around fucking doing music and shit and being creative. You know, write a fucking and then the angry, DJ stuff, write, 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 write an do, angry song I about your health. Doing, I stopped doing the fucking uh, you know autos too because of the same fucking reasons. And um, I do photography now. That's what I, that's what I, I I get my pleasure out of just fucking snapping photos, going around the city and just yeah stuff like that. It relaxes me, but it keeps the creative juices flowing in my head, you know, like right. just, Well that's why I do this shit. You know. And I've been to the odd show here and there and I'll fucking shoot pics of the bands or whatever and just Yeah. Hang out. But Well you were at the when I did you were taking pictures of us when we did the uh the benefit? No, the um the Vinny Stigma Mike Gallo yeah, podcast yeah, I did that. episode. That was fun. Yeah. Stigma is a, is a riot. It's hysterical, dude. So when I when I, when I grow up, I want to be like Stigma. Everybody, I think, does. Stigma's <laughs> my hero. Stigma should be president. You think? Let's straighten out this country, left uh, and right. Fucking hysterical. I don't know, man. But yeah, <laughs> no, I'll get to it. Like I was thinking about this year doing something, but. Want to ease into it slowly, like just you know. All right. Well, this year it's already fucking the middle of April. Geo's down. Geo's down. The fucking. I don't want to sweat any more than I have to, in a fucking studio. This fucking weather's got me fucking. So get get yourself a fucking air conditioned studio. Fucking, you know. I'm not. I'm not a fucking princess like that. I wear a fucking. Well, you can't have it both ways. Go to fucking Astoria Soundworks, and you fucking, and you go into a nice room. And I've been there in fucking years, bro. I was there not that long ago. Go to a story of Soundworks where everybody fucking goes. And you fucking lay it down. It's nice and air-conditioned. It's spacious. Last time I went there was... I, I Oh, my God. It was ages ago. I don't know if anybody remembers the band 5-Minute Major. I, I, I do. You know, all the Castle Heights bands. Uh-huh. They, 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 used to, they used to rehearse there. Last time I was and, there... Um, I watched that was a long fucking time Like 20 years ago This is when EGH When Everybody Gets Hurt Played the Black and Blue Ball A few years ago Yeah I went there A couple of times While they were rehearsing that set 
I was hanging out with the EGH guys. Did you ever get whacked by Chris B with the bass? No, because I'm always very, very conscious of where he is. Chris B is the greatest dude ever, and he's such a fucking psycho in the pit. It's ridiculous, bro. Ridiculous. When we, when the little Greg benefit, when you know we did that whole show. Well, I'm not gonna say we. I was there, but uh, the little Greg fucking memorial show. Uh, Billy Club Sandwich did like a surprise like three song fucking set that they, they were like on hiatus for like a long time they did three songs and fucking Chris B I guess because he was living in Pennsylvania at the time he was like a little bit late for the show and everyone's going nuts and I just turn around and I see so fa- there's a fucking guy and he's like a spider monkey climbing the wall fucking bouncing kicking off the walls fucking Chris B going fucking nuts that sick bastard jumped off the stage twice at the Black and Blue Bowl with his bass and everything. Just the next thing you know, there's no bass because he's on the floor, fucking with his bass, because he just out of nowhere just fucking just jumps in. Fuck the song. It's him. That's, that's Chris. <coughs> it's the greatest ever. <coughs> fucking great dude. I would love. He lives. He lives like way out somewhere. I'm not sure exactly where, but somewhere in the state of Pennsylvania. And I hit him up to do an episode. It's just. It's gonna have to be timing. It's gonna have to be perfect. He's a great timing. guy, Crispy. Ah, the, the fucking awesome dude. Crispy's a good dude. I he wish. Old that, band fit of anger. Yeah, I remember fit of anger. Of course, I remember their demo tapes from like when I was in fucking John Adams High School way back in the day. This band fit of anger. They were on the new Breed compilation tape, no? Yeah. There was a lot of the Bond Street bands that that played around. That fit of anger was one of them. Um... Uh, Without a Cause, which became Fahrenheit 451. Right. And, um... Oh, my God. District 9. But before that became District 9. I forgot. Damn it. Close Call. (laughs) Close Call was the name of the band. Okay. And and then later became District 9. Bond Street Band. And that's where I met my my bases. I met Jill there at at one of those shows. And they they had good shows. Bonshee, I, I don't even think I was ever there. Yeah, Bonshee, I might have been, but I just like don't fuck. Bonshee was the alternative to um, ABC No Rio. Right, I mean, ABC, ABC No Rio was my fun. thing. What about ABC? Like, like the one club we didn't play. And you never know, played there? No, because of the fact they were censoring. They started censoring bands. They started censoring. They wanted to read your lyrics and approve it before you got to play. Get the and fuck out of here! I don't believe in censorship at all. Any in any form? No, you know. Um, I never knew and, that. And about it them. was just you know we're regular band. It's not we have we don't say anything overly political. We don't take any particular militant stance on anything. Right. I'm not up there shaking my fists. You know, blah blah blah. You know, our lyrics aren't about that. But the fact that there were bands that I knew that were blacklisted without even playing the place. Right. Because someone somebody dictated. They, they couldn't play because of a, a lyric, a word, and a song. Oh, that's fucking bull. And what year is this? This is like late 90s, mid to late 90s. That's a bunch of fucking this bullshit. This is around 95, 96, around there. Jeez. I was like, I ain't playing this place. Nah, I don't I, know. I've gone there, I've been there, I've seen, I've seen bands, I've been there for shows. I haven't a been lot, there. Tons since of punk shows. And and whatever and hardcore shows and I was there in like ninety two was know, like the last time. But I it's there. interesting how like all these yeah you, you had CBs which was the core of the scene so to speak at some point after right 
the the old days of A7 and, 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 and even the Pyramid and all that. Right. CBs was always, because it was always consistent with doing matinees or doing, you know, hardcore benefits or something like that. Yeah. And, um... But when they started, stopped doing the hardcore shows, the other, you know, people started p- promoting shows at other venues. Right. But then what happened was you had these little scenes that were b- building up at these venues, separate from what was going on at TVs. Right. You know? Yeah. And and at different, different, you know, you had, like, uh, some places were doing a lot of post-hardcore stuff, a lot of where which you ended up becoming later, and some venturing into the emo thing and all that. Right. You know? And um, it was just kids that were just doing different things as from the, the older school. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And... Um, you know the scene. The scene started changing, and but you had all these little circles going on. You know, Bond Street was one of them. ABC was one. Castle Heights was another. Um, the scenes from Bond Street, I think, eventually gravitated towards Queens, and the, and it was at the Castle Heights in the, in the late nineties. Uh, that was that another place. That. that was another place. Because it was the late 90s that I was completely not even on my radar because I was away in the military. I never stepped foot in fucking Castle Heights, not once. I'm trying to remember the one place in Middle Village that they were doing shows. Brooklyn had this thing. They were doing stuff at the Temple. That was dope. Yeah. Mike Scandato, I think, was was doing some of that stuff. The guys from Indecision, I think, were involved. Um, Kevin could stop because Scandato. No, I think I think Mike was involved. I'm not sure if Kevin was, but I think Mike okay. was involved. Now Kevin was Castle Heights. Yeah, he's, you know, because um, I mean, because it was like in Bensonhurst, I think. So it was like in Human was always in the yeah. mix somehow. And uh, I was just trying to remember like these other spots. All these you know? fucking places are gone. They're all fucking gone. Where do few people fucking play anymore? But for real, if you notice, even though most of the venues are gone, I love the Grand Victory. That was to me after CBs. Yeah. To me, that was that was. It felt like it felt like a home. It was a small spot. Right. But it felt nice. The staff was dope. Um, the bands that were booked there. I mean, big bands that were fucking. You know, Madball played there. I was there that night. It was Sub Zero Madball. Fucking, and that shit yo, was slaughtering the dogs. Fucking, fucking that shit was all nuts. These punk bands played there. You know, it's bananas. Yeah, bro, that spot is fucking tiny. And Madball played. I was work. I was working. I was at work, and I, I got off at midnight. And SD was working the door. And I fucking, I took a car. I took a cab. I called a cab and was like, "Listen, meet me here at midnight at the school." As soon as I punched out, I jumped in because I, I had my truck. But there's no way that I would have been able to get in my truck, find parking by the Grand Victory, and make it on time. I knew I was going to miss Sub-Zero. I knew it. And I caught, like, the last half of, like, their last song. Fucking got right the fuck in there. Madball. It was fucking ridiculous. Packed. Bro, that place is, what, 20 feet by 20 feet, the dance floor? People still came out and packed it in. It was, it was fucking nuts. packed. Great you know? fucking show out so of nowhere. Hopefully they're gonna reopen somewhere else. That's the plan, but I don't know. Well, it's been a while now. 
I mean, Grand Victory has been closed for what two yeah, years now. Well, that's the thing I'm afraid. Like the, the moment, their momentum is gonna is it, right. gonna fizzle out, and then you know, right? So, I don't know. It's up to Sean, but hopefully um, it does. But you notice that even if like these places close, somewhere along the line, the stuff is popping up. On the radar, somebody's booking something. Right. There's always shows going on. Right. And there's always whatever scenes growing out of that. Right. Same fight. This is consistent. What you need is a cons- a great consistent venue. So you got St. Vitus and then the Brooklyn Bazaar. Right. I don't like stuff. that place. Nah? I don't like it. It's upstairs. It's fucking weird. What it's was a that catering. Po- what was that other Polish place that that next to the precinct that did shows? I'm trying to remember. I don't like that. It Brooklyn was right Bazaar. off of Manhattan Avenue. That was uh, that was. They had the Polish disco night. They would chase you off after the show, and you would do you would do the Polish disco night. I have no pretty idea. I'm trying to remember the place. No idea. It's pretty funny. Not a fan of Brooklyn Bazaar at all. You like Warsaw? Never been. The Maybe. Well. Warsaw's pretty cool. What about the Well? Yeah, it's dope. It's the, humongous. The Well is huge. That one Super Bowl that was done there. That was. That was a lot of fun. It yeah, was that's huge. What, yeah. Like that's fortress. when he did it outside. It's, it's like, like a, fucking, a fucking, fortress. fucking fortress in there. Yeah, it got recording studios upstairs, rehearsal spaces, and recording. Yeah, the well upstairs. is a dope fucking it's spot. It's the Wick and the Well. My friend Shay owns that. He's right. one of the owners of that place, and uh, and I yeah, that was that black and blue outdoors was was fucking amazing. Yeah, and to see Biohazard in Brooklyn, yeah, that was fun. That was that was that was nice. Yeah, AF. Um, caught in a trap Caught in a oh, trap yeah. Played I mean, Yeah That was an amazing Yeah, yeah amazing it was a good one Yeah um, What else Fucking But there's, there's always something going on It never dies out completely It's like a right. weed It's like fucking it, There'll be ups and downs Highs you know, and lows They try to kill it Or whatever It's like there's always Something going on yeah. There's always new kids Creating new DIY shit you know, house they're doing their version of house parties like with fucking lofts. A lot of these lofts in Bushwick and Williamsburg, these these punk kids, like whatever kids are moving here, they they're, they're having bands play in these spaces and fucking it's grown it's growing. There's you know, kids that, I've been to a couple of these events and there's kids I've never seen before in my fucking life. Like, yeah. Who the fuck are these kids? Literally kids, like sixteen, seventeen years old, going to shows, I'm like Never seen them before in my life, but here they are, and they're fucking into it. Good, you know. Yeah. So, I mean, there's new bands popping up know, a lot. It but doesn't I, have to be a big fucking I don't spectacle. S- it's, right. It's these little spots. Yeah. You know that 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 that, that generate new life, and, and and you know, yeah, you got the big events, you bring everybody together, but uh, yeah, these little these little venues, you know. Yeah. You know, Blackthorn over there in Queens is doing mm-hmm. stuff. I don't like that club. Um. Take your barricade and beat it. Um, what's the other one in? Uh, in there's uh, one, in, another one in Brooklyn in Bushwick. Um, well, there's that new one that's in. Well, it used to be the Place Bar in Greenpoint. Now it's uh, the Kingsland. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, that's in Greenpoint. I played there when it was the Place. We played there before. Right. And there was no stage, nothing. There's no stage. Yeah, I've been to several shows there. Just the bar with a space in the back. And yeah. Fucking. They had really good pizza there in the front, though. Their pizza was Kingland. dope. I think Paul Barrow was booking shows there. Yes. And, um... Oh, uh, what else? Yeah, they... I but, mean, oh, and El Cortez. El Cortez and Bushwick, too. I saw... So, I've seen a couple bands there, and it's... It's it's small. It's another small place. It's like Grand Victory. It's upstairs from some Mexican restaurant. 
and uh, you know the street, this industrial area. Yeah, but they don't bother. They got, it's good upstairs. Yeah, they don't bother nobody. So it's it's they have a little like a, a patio outside in the back where you could hang out, smoke, and open air shit. Nice. And inside is you know the stage and the bands. It's small, but like I said, it's like the size of Grand Victory, like that. And um, it's decent. It's nice. It's a cool venue. Good sound. Right. You know. Uh, yeah, so there's stuff going on, so that's good that the uh, hardcore and punk, you know, doesn't let itself fucking. Oh no, it'll never fizzle out. Die. Fizzle out. Hardcore is dead. It's, shut up. Shut up. Go to Jersey or Philly and look around and see if hardcore is fucking dead, because they got that shit fucking popping right now. It's crazy, bro. Jersey and Philly is bananas. Jersey was always good for stuff. Yeah. Jersey and Philly, lately, the last couple of years that I've noticed, it's fucking... Jersey, Jersey always kept kept chugging along. Mm-hmm. And, um... The scene down there is great, good. man. You know? The scene's fucking dope. Philly is up fucking It was always ridiculous. nice to pop up in Jersey somewhere at a show and run into heads and, like, yo... Of course. So North Jersey, South Jersey, whatever, like... Yeah. You know? And, um... No, I, I love hardcore and hardcore loves me. Nice, but getting back to like benefits, like because like I said, like uh, CBs was, used to do benefits all the time. People shouldn't forget those that have gone above and beyond to do benefits for other people. True. Now, Jimmy's in, Jimmy Gestapo's laid out in the hospital right now. Yeah, and there's um. I think there's a benefit that's being uh, done for him along yes. with the GoFundMe. I'm actually going to look for it right now. And um, uh, I think that this man, this man has has dedicated his life to helping people out. And um, yeah, here I it think, is. I think more than one benefit should, you know. I don't know. Down. Do you know where the fucking Shilla Tavern is? Let me see. I don't know. It says uh, there's a benefit. For Jimmy G, that's it's if you Elmhurst. don't. Know. I think it's in Elmhurst. Yeah, it doesn't it's say. It's a story of Elmhurst, something like that. All right, so it's in Queens. Um, it's a benefit for Jimmy Gestapo. The if you don't fucking know who it is, then you need to fucking you need your hardcore. The only revolt. Murphy's Law. The only not, Murphy's not Law. Not the other bands that tour with the name Murphy's Law. Oh, is there? <laughs> there was some funny shit going on. Oh God! Well, all right, well over the years, where some bands, like, some rock bands, like. Uh, Pub bands like oh, God. decided to call themselves Murphy's Law, and like Six all stop. of a sudden it's like, yo, fucking call, cease and desist. Everybody's putting yeah. in calls or fucking calling the venue. Like, yeah. I'm sure that there's going to be several benefit shows for him. Um, this is the I first hope so. one. I hope so. I, I guarantee there is. Um, but this is the first one that I've seen, and it's uh, a band called these, these are the bands No Dice, Enziguri from the Bronx, um, Gallomir. Nightmare Sonata and the Natty D's. I don't know. It says all proceeds go to Jimmy G to help with his medical bills. August 11th, Shillelagh Tavern, eight o'clock, twenty-one and over, and it's only ten bucks. So if you go to, I'm looking at it on Mike Gallo. That's the thing. I'm going. I'm looking at it on Mike Gallo's Instagram page, Mike Gallo from Agnostic Front. So if you go to at Mike Gallo 1975 on Instagram, you'll see it. Um, yeah. So I mean, you should fuck. But that's the thing about hardcore that it's always. You know, yeah. There's always been it's it's part it's part of the course. There's always been benefits. There's always been yeah. You know, I did a benefit show for a kid that I hardly even fucking knew. The guy's fucking house burned down. 
his wife and like I don't know how many kids, four or five kids are in a fucking hotel. And it's like around Christmas time is coming. It's like, so what did I do? It's like, all right. Let's fucking put a benefit together. I put it out there, like seven bands. I don't remember exactly how much, but he came to the show. At the end of the night, I took all the every single fucking dollar out of the fucking cash box after the sound. I don't even. I think the sound man didn't even fucking take anything either. I took that money and I gave it to him. I'm not even sure exactly how much it was. A couple thousand dollars, you know. Here you go. Hope it helps you. I don't know. Try to help each other out. You know. The thing Can't is, be like, a scumbag your whole I, life. I, I was never to political stuff. People would laugh, right? Whatever. It's like. But when it came, it always came down to doing benefits to help somebody well, yeah. in need. You know, the food not bombs, you know, where they would collect canned food and to give to the homeless. Yeah. Um, you know, clothing drives, shit like that. Yep. I did a clothing you drive, know, too. You did You did a, 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 quite a few benefits, uh, I remember. Yeah, two and, for uh, veterans, one for 9-11 first responders and sickness. Yep. Um, I did a big Vietnam veterans clothing drive. I did the one for the guys whose house burnt down. I did a few. I did one for Stand and Rock. But Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy G, Jimmy G. He's always, he's always been out there taking care, making sure somebody if they needed help. And how about this? So my, please, you know, my first fucking veterans benefit that I did, and everything went to the Purple Hall Foundation. Murphy's Law headlined that. Jimmy G didn't take a dime to pay that night, not a dime. He says, absolutely, I'll play that show for you. What the fuck? You know what I mean? So. Yeah. Roger, too. Roger's, Roger's done a million benefits. Of course. Yeah, over the years. Yeah. And, um, you know, Agnostic Front was always good for that. Yeah. So. Um, so, uh, New York Hardcore, especially, but Hardcore helps itself, you know. Yeah. You should. And you should support those who support you. And that's that. Any, all right, so we're going to be fucking eagerly biting our fingernails waiting for some new Step 2 Fob material. Where can I, f- I, I want to go in the studio and record, but I got I to gotta scramble to like... Uh, yeah, I want to be able to... You know, I want to get back to writing and, 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 and recording. That's, I had a lot of fun with that, being all in the right. studio, doing stuff like that. So... But step one is, you know, we got to reorganize the band and, 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 and get in the studio and start jamming. There you and go. And then, uh, you know, one step after another. Where can they find step too far? Are they, are you anywhere? Do you have, like, a fucking Instagram? I got two Instagrams, but none of them is band-related. No, I know you have Instagrams. Instagrams. Instagram. I'm, I'm on the IG. You are. All right, so let's, let's tell them where they can fucking bother you. Uh, well, you have two of them, right? <laughs> um, Pussy back. Um, uh, you have there's well, you follow Frank on Instagram at Governor G U V N O R X N Y H C. So it's Governor New York Hardcore. Once again on Instagram at G U V N O R X N Y H C or Follow him on FMNY Photography. F- Check out yeah. my flicks. But there's also dot. He's got to be complicated. Okay. No, it's, it's dot underscore. But whatever, you'll find it. FMNY Photography, you'll find it. All right. That's, 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 that's an open page for my photos. Frank Molina Photography. I get all creative and shit. Yeah, you don't follow get me on this fucking thing. Yeah, I do. No, you don't. Anyway. No, you don't. 
It's not nice. Not on your photography Look one. Look at that, though. Look at that. I know. It's fucking stupid. <laughs> Alright. Right. yo. Listen, I'm glad that we fucking finally, after months of me wanting to fucking get you on. The elusive. The elusive fucking... Frank too far. Let me check my schedule and then I disappear for two months. Yeah, well, they, well, they, he, he ain't lying to you, people. Sorry, uh, but nah, um, you're really not. Anything else? Closing words? Uh to the youth out there, eat your veggies, eat, eat your go. vegetables. That's right, brother. Peace. Later. We're over here now.